0: I'm Stephanie Belcher. And I'm Del Belcher. And welcome to Two Two Peas in a a podcast. Podcast, a relationship advice show from two people who like each other very, very much.
1: How are you, Delbert?
0: I was doing great until I hit that intro and you just seemed... You
1: just didn't seem right,
0: Steph. What's going so, on?
1: Dell for the last 2 years had been doing a 321 countdown. Uh-huh. And then last week he did 54321, <laughs> which felt like an infinity. <laughs> so today he said, "I'm going to do just 321." But then when he did it, he did it extra slow. <laughs> I, was,
0: uh, I wasn't trying to be slow on purpose. It was more of like, "Here, I'm doing three look at Three, two, one. <laughs> it probably did take the same amount of time, probably longer than my five count. Um, but I I was trying to be helpful to be like, hey, look at, look at, I'm helping, I'm listening, I hear you, I hear your concerns, uh, here are three fingers going to no fingers, and you start.
1: I think it just throws me when you've de- <laughs> when we've done... Something similar or the same thing. You know, I like to keep
0: things spicy, honey. Oh, yeah. In the bedroom, in the podcast room.
1: That's right. The only two places. (laughs) On my
0: tacos.
1: (laughs) Those are the three places you can be spicy.
0: But speaking of tacos. Yes. We uh, did our grocery shopping like, uh, like adults do.
1: It's true. Adults this, do buy exciting things uh, at the store. This next
0: segment will contain adult situations, which <laughs> taxes, is taxes, grocery shopping. Money. Um, and normally, I do it Friday night, but we had like a we had a a conflict, yeah, and so we did it on Saturday, and we were a little bit of a time crunch. And Stephanie was said, "Hey, why don't we double team power this? And I'll be the runner, and you stay with the baby in the cart." And you do your side and all and come running back and forth, and we'll do it really fast,
1: so there's a thing i people pay me lots of money at work to <laughs> make things efficient, uh-huh, and do things better and faster, but I try not to bring that into our personal life a lot because I know it's really annoying. However, when asked, "Oh boy, mm. <laughs> my brain Dell said Dell's idea originally was he was gonna." drive me home, come back out and do grocery shopping, and then come back home. And I did the math and thought, that's 40 minutes of wasted transport time. (laughs) Uh, So then, you know, I looked at the situation and I said, "Uh, you take the cart and the baby. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm the second human resource that we have there. So we just went through the list. I got the stuff on the bottom, he got the stuff on the top, and we finished in record time.
0: Logistical Six Sigma Green Belt grocery shopping. Yes. You need to write a book about that. Shipped can suck it. And... It was in Aldi, which is already the most yeah, it's efficient store. So story. I think we broke some sort of uh, Aldi record. <laughs> but it was funny because I was doing my normal thing, just kind of like going along and Stephanie's coming running with like bags, <laughs> like her arms full of bags of vegetables and frozen fruit and coffee and things just like running like <gasps> like a wind, like a wind through the through the aisles of the Aldi.
1: I try not to... Use our efficiency stuff on our personal life when it involves us because oh, I feel like because it's the worst. I know I, you hate it. People <laughs> don't love it. You know, however,
0: you know how 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 often people want to hang out with people who do that in their personal life. Never. never. <laughs> what are the, what's the efficiency on that? Uh, 100% no efficiency. I've never
1: met anyone that said, wow, you want to make my life more efficient? Please come here.
0: I really want to eat this pizza and drink this wine in the most efficient way possible. Please do so. Do you really want to? I do not want okay. to. I want, <laughs> when I eat a whole pizza, I want to be as slow and lazy and sloppy about it as I as know. I can. There's some
1: things where it's like, yeah, just live life, man.
0: It's called relaxing. Yeah. But I guess you can be relaxing. when You find being efficient very relaxing. I do. Mm-hmm.
1: I think of it as work time and what can I do more quickly so that way I can have more relaxation time.
0: Which is doing more efficient stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this is Two Peas in a Podcast. It's a relationship show from two people that like each other very much. The second part of our show is The Split, where I'm going to take a relationship-related article from the headlines And tonight's is a very fun study, Uh, and I'm going to talk about it. It's related to work and cubicles, however...
0: Ooh, it's a tease. You're giving us a tease. Yes. Okay.
1: However, it's one that we've all heard about, and so I heard this article covered on the radio and thought, let's dig into this on the podcast.
0: I have opinions about this. Okay, okay.
1: Well, well, let's get to it.
0: Right now? Write it down. Write down the thought. Okay, I'll write it down, but I got to go now. Keep talking.
1: And then the first part of our show is P's and Q's, where we take a relationship article. No. What do we do? We take a question from the pod squad. We talk about that.
0: All right. I did it. I wrote down my note. Okay. Um, (laughs) And then, so, yeah, so P's and Q's. If you'd like to send us a P's and Q, because you sent us your questions, you can do that at contactpodcast at gmail.com. We have our very own Gmail address. It's the only Gmail address that exists. Um, and so it's hard to miss. Contact ppodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us. Uh, find us through the group at facebook.com slash groups slash ppodcast. And while you're online, give us a rating. Give us a listen. It really helps out the show if you give us a good review wherever you listen to your podcast. So whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify even. I'm trying to get us on Pandora. But I'm afraid they'll uh, slip us that in randomly fun. through, uh, you know, you're listening to your hip hop radio and then it's us talking about uh, relationships. No. I don't know. I don't think that's how they do podcasts on Spot on uh, Pandora.
1: I feel like on Pandora you got to search for it pretty specifically. Got to search
0: for it. So maybe we're there. I don't know. But if you're listening to us, you've got to somehow. So give us a review. Share with your friends. It would help us out a lot and we would super appreciate it. So, Stephanie. Yes. P's and Q's. Are you ready? I am ready. Here we go. My mother-in-law has fallen on hard times, and so my wife and I decided to help out and said that she could stay with us while she gets back on her feet. It's been a few weeks now, and honestly, I'm pretty okay with how things are going. But my wife is starting to get really annoyed with her mom. I hate seeing my wife getting so frustrated with her mother, but to be fair, her mom really hasn't been working on getting things going again like she said she would. So how can we start the process with... Moving mom back out. Ouch. Yeah. That sucks. I don't feel ya because my mom does not live with me. But the situation, close relative, helping them out, then they're kind of t- uh, maybe overstepping their stay, you know?
1: I don't know. It's I'm a big believer in we do the thing where... So we've had John live with us, and then we had Megan live with us uh, mm-hmm. and on day one we have expectations that we talk about, mm-hmm. and it's a list of like what do you expect from us vice versa. The thing so, about it
0: I think the difference between john who who we've we know he's on the show he's a he's a regular guest he might be you know billed under a featured featured character on our show um he's not. He did not birth me. And if he said go, I don't think I would totally feel really bad about it. Like, I mean, I would feel bad because we have an agreement. But it's when it's your mom. It's your mother.
1: I think what I'm thinking or the reason I brought that up was, did you guys talk about expectations Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. boundaries Mm -hmm. at any point? Or has that come up? Mm -hmm. Because I think when... It's never brought up. It's really hard to hold someone accountable or even be upset about it.
0: Mm-hmm. But you can still get annoyed with them.
1: Oh, you can totally get annoyed. And then what? Some people are annoying. And then what? And nothing annoys you more like your close, close family. Yeah. Because you know their habits because you've been around them and then you see them and then that's all you see. You mm-hmm. know, hypothetically.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 So, what do we do?
1: Yeah, I... I think there's options.
0: My option would be... Yes. Move. Don't tell her. (laughs) And then it's her problem. You know, you just leave her this empty house and there you go. Or you sell it and then she could just live with the people who come in there next. That's my first option. My second option would be um, giving your wife a vacation. Into letting her go away for a while, just to get some R and R and relaxation time. Because, like Stephanie said, I love my parents, and um, but I could see, I could totally understand how if you had a very close relative and your mom, who maybe there's some drama from the past. We don't know. We don't know this. We don't. Maybe there's some drama there, and maybe it's just regular mom daughter stuff. And just give her, give her a break. Let her get out of the house for a while and take a take a load off. Because yeah, being in close quarters with a close relative for a very long time, um, with no end in sight, can be very stressful. So maybe give her give her some breaky time, and maybe then host that meeting where you're like, okay, here's the deal. My wife has passed her boundary. I'm not yet. Mom, we don't know what you're doing. So let's have that meeting. Finally, if we didn't have it at the beginning, let's have it now at least and go from there. I think those would be three options. Move out, take a little vacation, and then actually have the conversation of what to do next. That's what, that's those are the things that I would think. What about you?
1: I think those are really good ideas. I think if those work, totally. I like the <laughs> little break.
0: Moving away is a
1: good idea. <laughs> well, maybe not that one. But I think that I liked the vacation, give your wife a little break, mm-hmm. and then talking to the mother-in-law. Although that being said, I do find a little irony in mom came over to get a break, but now you're moving away to get a break from mom. <laughs> Seems to have defeated the purpose.
0: Hard times. I don't know if hard times would be considered a, you know a break, I mean. but
1: um, I think I I had two thoughts, too. Oh, I think I'm wondering what is starting to annoy your wife. Mm-hmm. Is it the little things your mom has always done that add up because oh. every parent has them. Every kid has them. Every person has them. Mm-hmm. Is that
0: maybe it's just, a, yeah, this typical annoying parent stuff.
1: Cause if it's that, that is something that is probably not going to go away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If it's some, but I'm, my question is, is it something that you can control?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it, Mom snores late at night and her bedroom is right across from yours, but you have a third bedroom. Could she just move bedrooms? Mm-hmm. So, is it if it's something controllable, can you change that situation a little bit to make mm-hmm. it less annoying?
0: Mm-hmm. Sneak her some uh, snooze juice that makes her not snore so much. Something
1: like that. Yeah. Uh, cover her face with a pillow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just lay it lightly on top. It's okay. <laughs> it's just anything to stop the snoring. Uh-huh. But I think yeah. I. I think the better approach in the long run is to have a conversation about it depending on how adult and conversant your mom can be. Mm-hmm. So you as a kid and as an in-law probably know the threshold. Mm-hmm. And if your wife is super annoyed, I feel like usually conversations could should come from the child, but if mm-hmm. your wife is at the point where she's just annoyed, maybe if you're the you can be the adult and bring it up. Mm-hmm. I hate to put the pressure on you, but you might be the better person to do it. Yeah,
0: especially if you are having the better relationship with the mother at the time, be like, Hey you might be the only voice of reason in your relationship and as the maybe talk to your wife, be like, Hey, I know you're super annoyed. Do you want me to talk about it to her? And yeah, maybe be that outlet where cooler because you have the cooler head, and you don't have the baggage or the background. That might make it easier.
1: And then I think the other thing is you should probably start thinking about, let's talk about 20 years down the line, what you want is to have a really good relationship with your mother-in-law and you want your wife to have a healthy relationship with her mom. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a a good, I like that.
1: If this goes totally unaddressed for weeks, hypothetically, that could do a lot of damage to a relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't think it's your mom, they're not going away.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: However... I think it's better to address it and put a timeline on when she needs to move out Mm -hmm. and talk to her about that and say, we're getting to a point in our relationship where we need you in the next four weeks to find a place on your own. Yeah,
0: I think that's really good. And maybe you never did have that early conversation. It was just like, you know, take your time, get on your feet. But it's been, you know, your wife is at her limit. And it's like, okay, I know you're at your limit, but let's put like another three-week cap on this and yeah. say, hey, you've had these weeks. I know it's been rough. Hopefully got your head together. Now we need to like get down to business and like we're here to help you. You know, maybe you need a LinkedIn. Maybe you don't know how to do that. Maybe you got to get on Indeed and get a job or maybe you need to do something else. But like, yeah. Um, but let's, yeah, start out, make that structure. That's, that's
1: very important
0: in getting anyone out of your house.
1: I think so. <laughs> but... I think it was good and kind of you that you offered that. I think that's what family's for. Oh, and if yeah. you can be there for someone, that's fantastic. But if it's starting to damage your relationship, I think putting a cap on it is a perfectly healthy boundary. A little
0: bow, tie it up, and then she can come over at Christmas and you can all laugh and remember that time when you lived here and it was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Stories make Probably stories. healthier than just moving away and not telling anybody maybe. <laughs>
0: Stephanie, you have such good insight. I am I'm pretty pretty excited about that question. So I hope that we hear some good news about the fam coming up here in a little bit. So hit us up, do your question asker. We look forward to hearing how that works out, that you can repair things or help repair things with your mother-in-law and your wife. I know those are important relationships, so you'd hate to lose yeah, them. For hate, sure. Hate to lose them. So, Stephanie... You said for sure, so you know what that means.
1: The split, where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines and talk about it.
0: Ready to talk? You said. Do
1: you need to say your note now? No, so you no, don't no, explode? no,
0: no, 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 no. Okay, you, you have said that this is workplace. That was yes. very exciting. So I need you to finish that tasty
1: tease
0: <laughs> with some extra little sizzle to get us going. I smell the so, steak coming around the corner.
1: We talk a lot about. Friendships, marriages, dating, romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. But eight hours a day, my family are my coworkers, Michelle and Don and Cranston, who I like to call C Diddy, but only to Michelle and Don and (laughs) Kelly and Glenn (laughs) and everyone listening. So those are my people during the week. I spend a lot of time with them. So this Mm -hmm. article is talking about how your space, cubicle, or open floor plan Ooh. ends up impacting productivity and what you do at work ah. because, as we all know, the debate in the workplace over cubicles or open spaces mm-hmm. is hot.
0: It is hot, and you know this could be included in. I do think we this could be the start of like a suite of episodes based around oh, yes. workplace because we did have the one about clipping your. Toenails oh, or fingernails? Gosh! So we got fingernails, we got cubicles. Next week we got to have one and have a have like a trio, a trilogy of episodes.
1: Well, and have you? You've worked in different office spaces, haven't you? Mm-hmm. You worked in, I think, when you worked at so one job, it was all open. I
0: worked in one that was in an old, old building where everyone, all like fifteen people, had their own offices. It was very strange. Um, it was a building that was like inherited by the organization by someone and so it was just this big old building that uh, we had for free that was bigger than necessary so we had a lot of space it was great very private work area um and then i did work in an open environment however we were all it was in one room and we were all like facing the walls so, yeah. like around three edges. So, yes, if you turned around, you could definitely see well, everybody. And I've worked
1: in both, too. I've worked in cubicle land. And then we, at the place I worked for, we went from cubicle land to big open mm-hmm. spaces, white, yeah. clean walls, very modern. Yeah. So, it's,
0: it wasn't like a hot seat you know, trend where it's like you rent a spot in a room and you just get it for your work and then you go oh, gone. Oh, yeah. Like, I've worked on
1: that, too. I hate it. There's,
0: there's been, there's that, too, which I've heard of. So I just, yeah, it's, there's a lot of places. I personally, I like the idea. I have a cubelet. I call it a cubelet. It's a cubicle, but it's like a wall and a half. And then um, half of the other wall is my computer screen, which I try to hide behind. Um, it's, I don't like it. But uh, it's not great. I don't like it. Don't like the openness.
1: So this research article is talking about how open office spaces are kind of a hot new thing. Mm-hmm. And in Silicon Valley, it's what everyone's pushing. Ping pong mm. tables, beer, whatever. I don't know. Ball pits. <laughs> yes. Sleep pods. And the argument for those spaces is that they push conversation, interaction, and idea generation.
0: Yeah, but most of my job is an idea generation. I got to actually do some work sometimes.
1: But the argument against open spaces is that they really limit your personal privacy. And there's also an argument that if you're an introvert, they're just disaster zones waiting to happen. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So this research looked at what's better, cubicle land or big open spaces? Mm -hmm. So the way that they did this research, oh, this is a Harvard study that was done. Oh, wow. And yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know it's good. It's it's Harvard, so you know it's good.
1: So, the researchers are Ether, Ethan Bernstein and Stephen Tur- Turbin. Stephen Turbin,
0: that's a good name.
1: And so, they took two Fortune 500 companies that were planning to move to open plan offices. Mm-hmm. And then they <laughs> did some interesting measurements before and then after, and then they compared the moves before and after. Okay. So the research they did Mm -hmm. is they got 150 employees to wear, (laughs) I think you would love this, baby, sociometric badges.
0: Ooh, sociometric
1: badges. Yes.
0: That sounds like something from
1: outer space. And so for three weeks before and then after the redesign, the badge recorded your location, all of your movement. Your posture, and of course, your conversations.
0: Oh, so your phone, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: So that's probably what it was. Honestly.
0: Yeah. Um. I. I mean, probably. Like, why not? They can. They know everything anyway. That's true. (laughs) So why not?
1: Uh, And then they also measured the quantity of emails that you got. And your instant messages. Mm-hmm. So if you were emailing Susie Jones or IMing, Yeah. If she sits whatever. open, you can just see you can just shout yell at her. Hey, Susie! Send yes. me that send me that file.
0: Yeah. L- like that? Okay.
1: So they're really trying to quantify your interactions and see how you're doing.
0: You really can measure anything. It's yeah. pretty crazy.
1: Thank you. I love you for saying that. Oh, you're welcome.
0: I knew you'd like it. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, then, what they found was that, are you ready for this?
0: Oh, I what am do you on pins found? and needles. think they found? What is your
1: hypothesis?
0: Here's what I know about cool, trendy things. Most of the time, they don't, aren't real and don't mean anything or actually are wrong. So, <laughs> and I don't like open workspaces. So, those are my three, uh, facts that are facts, um, that will say that their research found that open space is bad.
1: So they found that face-to-face time decreased by around 70%. <laughs> Even if you're face-to-face with everyone? Uh, across participating employees, yep. Wow. And that email use increased between 22% and 50%. Wow.
0: That's amazing.
1: And then someone had this summary of it. In the 15 days before the office redesign, participants accumulated an average of around 5.8 hours of face-to-face interaction per person per day. After the switch to the open layout, the same participants dropped to around 1.7 hours of face-to-face interaction per day.
0: Wow, that's insane. In an open space where you can literally see everybody's face. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Uh, And then the study co-authors were very blunt in what they said about the results. They said, and I quote, rather than prompting increasingly vibrant face to face collaboration, open architecture appeared to trigger a natural human response to socially withdraw from office mates and interact instead over email and IM. Well,
0: think about it. Think about it evolutionarily. When people came to the Earth from wherever they came from, no one knows, the Earth was open. And just fields and fields. And what did we do? We built houses because I don't want to talk to Gary all the time. And then we build bigger houses and then we built cities and we just we, we do this. We have our little thing and we want some privacy, like even extroverts want some privacy. Uh, And I could even see in an open space just a noise issue. And while I have a cubelet that opens up to a bigger space, I'm across from the research people who are very quiet. Yeah. And uh, I don't like see them or hear them. So at least I have the quiet part of it. Um, But that's yeah, I I feel like it's just kind of natural to have a little bit of a want some privacy and a barrier like that. I don't know.
1: But then the question came up, because this is all about idea generation, right? Right. So what if it was better quality work, though?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not doing as much work, but the work that you are doing is solid.
1: What if you are generating so many great ideas? You're IMing them. You're emailing them.
0: There's just all these people that you're not looking at, and you're just so focused.
1: So an internal and confidential management review the company's executives reported to the, the company's executives reported to the study people quali- qualitatively that productivity, as defined by the metrics used by their internal performance management system, had declined after the redesign to eliminate spatial boundaries. Oh, wow. So quality tanked. Wow. So basically everything. Everything is bad. Everything is rotten.
0: We – I think it's because we take down the physical boundaries, so we start putting up mental boundaries, and that actually is inhibiting us. Yeah. Like, when there's a physical boundary there, you don't – like, the mental stuff can kind of just, like, let go a little bit and relax a bit. I, I think, think Even so. with my cubelet, you know, the uh, Abby who works behind me, like, I don't have to worry about her, like, staring down my neck or throwing candy at me or something, Um. But, you know, and that, that's very comforting. I don't have to worry about it. I can just do my work. Um. And there's that self-conscious aspect of having a little bit of privacy and just kind of being able to work on what you're doing. So what would you say, Stephanie, the best way to generate ideas? Because we talked about your efficiency. You came up with our tag team double crazy kill grocery shopping earlier. What's your best way of generating ideas?
1: Oh, my goodness, honey. I don't know. What are we talking about? A one-time thing or having, like, consistent ideas all the time? I guess if
0: you were in an office space and they're like, Oh, we're know. we're going to do I open. I really don't know. Is it, like, brainstorming? Emails? Face-to-face? I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's another story for another day.
1: I think the one thing I thought of with this article... Right? I guess I have two thoughts. One is that in... So, because I do process improvement, one of the things that we have to work on a lot is managing change in different teams because mm-hmm. changing is really hard for yeah. people. It's hard for me. It's hard for others. I'm not saying I'm some wizard at handling changes because I'm not. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if the study, if it had gone on longer, mm-hmm. would it change the culture and would the results be different? Because I think what could happen three weeks post is a lot of shock. Mm. And there is this, if you have worked for years in a certain physical space, Mm -hmm. and you know how to interact with people in that space, Mm -hmm. and then you change that, I think how someone would interact in that space, even in three weeks, could be different.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, So I'd be interested in seeing if they went back to it now, what the results would be. Yeah. Because I I would not be surprised if they were the same. Mm -hmm. However, maybe they... Would be different because people would have mentally gone through that difference and worked through some of the made, relationship logistics a Made the more. change. Gotten used to it.
0: Yeah. Like getting into the pool, you know? Yes. You can't just jump in. You'll get shock.
1: Because realistically, three weeks is, it's a decent amount of time, but I think it could take two or three months before you'd feel really comfortable at yeah.
0: that. Any change corporately is going to take a minute, and anyone who expects it to happen right away... Mm-hmm. It I, it, that's tough. That's very tough.
1: That being said, like, they did do six weeks of a study. That's a really long time. And I think the study's good and interesting. I would just be interested in that.
0: So I have a question for you. Yeah. So it sounds like open workspaces are a bad way to go. And that <laughs> From they, the study, yeah. they make your work so terrible Basically. that it's obvious. So where? how did this even start? If it's so bad, who was, like, the first person to say... Let's do this. And oh I don't know. it's so was it actually ever good or was this one of those like joke memes that people took seriously that became a thing? I'm just really interested if it's if if it makes your productivity so terrible um and it does the opposite of what you want. I, I wonder if in some if there is a perfect situation where it can work? Um, like, I don't know. It just seems so crazy that something that just does not work so I bet there's terribly. research
1: on the history of it. Hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it was some people in a room that said, I hate cubicles. Let's tear them all down. You know,
0: I do think there is a lot of that with, like, you like, the 90s and Office Space and Fight Club. There's yeah. this reaction against, like, corporate, tie, cubicle life, Dilbert, uh, you know, there's just, yeah. I think there's this reaction against that. Um, so with or without any logic or reason, we just wanted to get away from that, you know, old school eighties, especially with like nineties, like, uh, corporate kind of attitudes. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe making it feel more relaxed, like a cafeteria, cool hang, cool boss. I'm your cool boss, but, uh, whatever doesn't work. I'm glad to know that. And I'm going to try to get another wall for my cubelet and I'll let you know how that goes. Let me know. I will.
1: My productivity might increase.
0: I actually know where I can get more walls for my cubicle.
1: <laughs> You're too funny. <laughs> I love
0: you. I'll let you know how that goes next week. Let me week.
1: know how the quest for cubicles goes.
0: Cube, we're on the road to cube mania. Cubicle mania. It's coming your way here from Two Pieces in a Podcast. Our uh, podcast within a podcast, Cubicle mania. We'll hit you up on that next week. Stephanie, great research article. I appreciate it. Thank you for sharing that. And are you in an office? What is your situation before we go?
1: I'm in a big, I don't know. Maybe it's not, it's like 15 by 15. It's not very big. And there's four of us in there. And there's like half cubicles. It's a very interesting space. It's
0: like a micro half open concept. It
1: is. And we honestly talk a lot, but Mm. it could just be because we all like each other. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And you do good work. So I have a really good, I'm a, I have a very good team.
0: Good. Good on you. Good on you, Boo. Appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate the work you do. Making my world a better place. And hopefully we're making our listeners' world a better place. I think I think we are. They keep coming back. So thanks again for listening. We really appreciate everyone. You. Yes, you. Stop looking around. You. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And uh, we really appreciate your time um, spending with us once a week here at two peas in a podcast if you'd like to check us out we are on all the podcast applications you can find us online at facebook.com slash groups slash p podcast and i
1: think that's all we've got for today stephanie anything else we hope that after listening to this podcast you learn that you can like each other very very, very much, much.